you have a Bible, I'm going to preach to you today. I'm sitting down a little bit because I want to talk through some scripture with you. But open up your Bible to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. I'm going to teach you guys today one of my favorite, favorite passages in the entire Bible. Um, and it's in John chapter 21. I want, to, I want to read it to you in just a moment. But as you're turning there, I want to read to you guys Acts chapter 1 verse 3. The Bible says this. <clears throat> During the 40 days after he suffered, his name is Jesus, and, and he died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he, took the, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. So Jesus, after he died on the cross for our sins, a lot of people didn't know this, but Jesus walked the earth for 40, for 40 days. He, he walked and talked and he moved. And, and the Bible tells us why he did what he did. I, one of the things that I think it's important, that he wanted to prove to people that not only was he Jesus, but he wanted to prove to people that he was God. Jesus wanted to prove to the world that he was that he was God, and so one of the ways that he did that was he went around and he showed himself to people. And so over the next forty, over the next forty days of his life, um, we're we're into we're into a week now. This is day seven. People are like starting to see Jesus now, and they're starting to have interactions with him. They're trying to they're trying to see what was up with him, and and you know he's kind of he had this deal where he's like he came back from the from the from the dead, and and people are seeing him now, and their their minds are being blown, and they thought the resurrection was crazy, and they thought they thought Good Friday was crazy, but when Good Friday happened, people disappeared. They checked out. They're like, man, he he's he's gone. He gone. Like he he's dead. He he ain't coming back no more. And so. They, they took off. And then three days later, people are like, we're going to go to the tomb. We see Mary and a few other uh, people start going back to the tomb. And he comes out of the tomb. And, you know, and because he was God, he can actually roll that tomb away. The, the Bible tells us and records that, that, he, that he left that tomb. When he left that tomb, people started coming and see where, where in the heck did he go? Where did he, where did he go? They were having a where's Waldo kind of moment. Like, where, where is Jesus at? If he, if he is God, where is he at? It's important to know this, that we, we, we celebrate Jesus and his resurrection, but he, but he walked this earth and he left some final, final things for us. And, and I, how many of you guys know this today? When you, if you only had 40 days to live, you would drop some wisdom bombs. Like you'd be giving your best, you'd be giving your best information out. And so he does that. Um, but I, I, I wrote down this in my notes in here today that I, I think it's important to know that I mean, we celebrate Jesus' birth and, and that we celebrate that on on, on, on Christmas, and, and, that, and that's a huge deal, we, that we celebrate his birth, and, and then we celebrate his death, it's called Good Friday, and, and that's a huge deal, but we celebrate his, his resurrection on Easter, and that's a big deal, um, but there's another big moment of his life, and it's called the Ascension, and if you read the Bible, and I'm not going to preach that to you today, or I'm not going to teach it to you today, but in Acts chapter uh, 1 that I was just reading to you, that's the Ascension, we see that he, he, he ascends up into heaven, and, and, he, and, he, and he shows us that. And so I'm going to end our four-week four talk series with you guys on the ascension. But today I want to talk to you about kind of when, when he shows up. And if you have a Bible, you can look in John chapter um, 20. John chapter, I'm going to be in 21. But in John chapter 20, in your Bible, if you have a New Living Translation or a Modern Translation, it would say the resurrection on there. And as you go down from that, that passage um, and that passage of Scripture, people, I wrote, I, one of the saddest verses in the Bible is John chapter 20, verse 10. The Bible says this, then they went home. Then they went, they went home. People were checking out. They're like, he's gone. Like, he, he's not here. Like, he, he's dead. There, there's, there's no, no need to, to be here. And so the, on, on the resurrection, on, on the resurrection, they, they, people disappeared. They checked out. And as you keep on reading there in John chapter 20, you see that he appears to Mary Magdalene. Um, <clears throat> she goes back to the tomb, and she, he's not there. And um, she's freaked out. That'd be scary for you also. And, and if you keep on reading that John chapter 20, he appears to some more of his disciples. 
He appears to Thomas. You guys know the story about Thomas. He gets the name Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas was the guy where Jesus said, I wouldn't believe that he rose, or I won't won't believe that he rose again until I can see the the nail-pierced hands. And Jesus is like, I'm glad you asked. Roll the sleeves up. And he's like, poof. You know, like, he's like, here's, here's the nail pierced hand. You, you, don't, you won't believe it? So here, and Thomas got to reach down and, and see with his eyes. And I don't know if he reached down and he touched those, those nail pierced hands, but he, but, but he saw that. Um, and then he appears to Thomas. And then what I like about John chapter, um, John chapter 20 is that it's just, it kind of, he kind of appears to some people. And then we get to John chapter 21 and he appears to, to a majority of the disciples. Like he's like just showing himself, showing himself, showing himself. And he's like, boom, here I am. And so there's a story in the Bible that I want to teach you today that I think it's important for all of us in here today. But before I read John chapter 21, I want to ask you the question today is, do you want to see God? Do you want to, do you really, 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 really want to see, want to see God? Because when people come into this space that we create this environment, that's what we really want them to see. You know, I can sit on the front row and I can look at Jeremiah and I, I can see the, I can see the guitar players. I'm like, man, these guys are killing it today. I, I was back here this morning with, with Gabe and I was, he was setting up the drums and sometimes I see him get some really cool, um, some really good, cool pictures of, of the drum set. And, and, and I, it, it's, important, it's important that when we come here that we can see some things, and, but we got to see beyond what we see. We got to see beyond what we're, what we're really seeing. There's, there's, so much, there's so much more than just the, the communicator. There's so much more than just a, the worship leader. I was at the, at the gym this week and I saw my friend Sarah and she was like, man, your wife, I'm like, I know she's hot, isn't she? <clears throat> He's like, no, she, she's like, yes, but no. What I'm gonna say is that, man, she's just, she's so, she's like, she's so anointed. Like, she's just, she's like, man, like, you can see God. You can see God on her. I'm like, I know, I've been rubbing off on her. You know, I'm really trying to impart the scriptures into her life. And when she goes to bed at night, I just read John chapter 20 over her and the spirit of God just kind of seeps into her life. And <laughs> You guys are like, you don't do that, do you? I'm like, you know, maybe I do. It's none of your business, you know? And <clears throat> he said, and she's like, I, I don't talk anymore because I get emotional thinking about what I, what I experienced on, what I experienced last Sunday on Easter Sunday. But what we want people to experience, we want people to experience, we want people to experience God. We want people to see God. We want people, when they walk out of here today, say, man, I saw God in a way that I never, ever, I never saw him before. And for some of us in here today, that may sound mad creepy, <laughs> You're like, bro, that's weird. I don't, how can you see him? Because he lives in, you know, he's like, I, you're like I, maybe you've, like me, like I read the Bible, like he lives in heaven, God lives in heaven. And uh, how do I, how do I, how do I see him? And I, I think it's possible to see him. And so I want to ask you that question as I'm reading to you today, John chapter 21, ask yourself the question, when you ask, answer the question, maybe do you want to see God today? The answer is yes, or maybe you're like, no, not yet. And John chapter 21, the Bible says it's later. Everybody say Later. Later, yeah, it's, it's later. Like, man, this is just a few days later. Like, he rose again, and, and later, like, he's starting to show himself to some of the guys, and word's getting out. They're running around crazy. Hey, bro, Jesus is back. He's back. Like, he, he said he was going to come back, and he actually, he's actually back now. And, and, and you got you to gotta think about this for just a moment. Jesus told them that he would resurrect from the dead, but they're like, they'd never seen that before. And if you've never seen that before, then you've never seen that before, so you're not 100% sure you're buying into everything that they're, everything that they're, that they're selling, everything that they're telling you is possible. And so later, Jesus appeared again to his disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. I love the New Living Translation. This is, what, this is how it went down. Several of the disciples were there. <clears throat> Simon Peter. It's important for you to read the Bible because Peter is the guy. We, we didn't study this last week, but Peter is the guy where he says to Jesus, Jesus, I would never deny you. 
right? They're having their last dinner, right? Before Jesus is, is taken away and before he's sold out by Jesus, they're having dinner. And Jesus is saying, hey guys, one of you guys is gonna deny me three times in the next 24 hours, you're gonna deny me. And Peter's like, oh, I would never, not me. It would have been safe to say they should have been pointing at Judas because we know that he actually betrayed, he turned Jesus over for some money, for some coins. And, 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 and he, and at this point, Judas, he, he's dead. He, he's taken his own life because he's the guilt and the shame that he, that's overcome his life. He couldn't bear it. And he, he takes his own life. And we see Peter here. Now, Peter is the guy that where they come up to him. People see that people see Jesus and Peter and, and, and they see him and they're like, hey, and the, res- the, the crucifixion has happened. And, and they start seeing the disciples and like, hey, weren't you the guy that was there when he, and he, Peter's like, no, not me. Hey, weren't you the there guy that, didn't I see you there at the, at, at, the, at the town where he was beat? No, not me. Three times he denies, he denies Jesus. Um, he's also the same guy, which we, we like Peter for this. Peter walks on water, but not only that, whenever they came in to get Jesus, Peter pulls his sword out and he cuts off one of the guy's ears. I love that. That's my kind of guy. Like, that's the kind of guy you want on your safety team. Like a guy that's going to drop somebody in a heartbeat. That's the guy you want in your entourage. Like you want some people. I always told you guys, you need people that are going to pray with you. You need people that are going to stand with you, but you need some people that are going to fight for you. Peter's going to fight with you. Like you want a guy that's, you want all your friends to be Christians because you want to be going the same path, but you want a guy who's barely a Christian. You know, like he's saved, but he doesn't quite get all the rules of engagement. Like you want a guy that's that's not afraid to drop somebody. Like, I want some friends that are packing, you know? Like, my friend's like, do you carry a gun? I'm like, I used to. Like, why don't you more? I said, because now all my friends carry guns. I have an entourage now, so, like, I don't need to, I'm not worried about it. Like, you want a guy in your team that's going to take someone's ear off. Peter's the guy. <clears throat> and then Thomas is there, and he's nicknamed the twin. And Nathaniel, he's there from Canaan, Galilee. And the sons of Zebedee, they're there. And, the, and two other disciples, I mean, the majority of, most of them, they're all there. Verse three says, as Simon Peter said this, I'm, I'm going fishing, guys. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go fishing. And I wrote down this today. I, I didn't give it to you in your notes, but I think it's important if you take a note, say you might wanna write in this. You don't quit your calling. Don't quit your calling. I think sometimes in life, things get going, a, things go a certain different way and something happens and, and we, we change our calling. Or God's told us to go here, God's called us to go and do this, and God's called us to go be this kind of person. But life throws a situation. The thing that life throws at these guys is, their guy that they've been traveling with for the last three years of their life, their right-hand man, Jesus, he's gone. And these guys go back to the old men. They go back to the old person. And I think sometimes as Christians, it's easy for us to go back to the, go back to the, I'm gonna go back to the old West. I'm gonna go back to the, I'm gonna go back to the old me. Yeah, I'm still saved and yeah, I'm still a Christian, but I'm just gonna go back. And they find themselves at a point in their life where they're, they're following Jesus, they're following Jesus. Life throws them a turn called the, the, called the crucifixion. Life throws them a, a bond that they weren't prepared for. And these guys go back to their old selves and go back fishing again. The Bible says when they, Jesus calls them early in the gospels, he says, I'm calling you, we're gonna go out and be fishers of men. When he called to be fishers of men, they were actually fishermen. They were catching fish. They were, these were expert fishermen. And they're like, we're, Jesus is gone. Like, I guess we're, it's over. Hey, guys, good run. Good run. That was a, that was a, that was a good game. The, the NCAA uh, basketball championship it just ended, and we're about to go into, go into playoffs. I, I saw LeBron, uh, the Cavaliers, saw them down by 30 points at the halftime at a game the other day. And, and I saw that against the 76ers and LeBron scored 30 points in the third quarter to, to, to basically tie up the game. And then they had the fourth quarter and they end up, and they end up losing. I think sometimes it's so easy for us when it seems like the count is down for us to give up. 
When things aren't going the way they're supposed to go, we, we give up, we go, back to the, we go back to our old self. In verse three, so Simon Peter says, we're gonna go fishing, and they're like, we're gonna come too. We got nothing else to do. There's no more feeding of the 5,000. There's no more healing the dead. There's no, more, there's no more praying over the sick people. We're gonna go back and do what we used to do. They caught nothing all night long. Professional fishermen catching nothing all night long. That's one of the reasons why I don't like to fish, because they want you to be quiet when you go fishing. That's like a strike for me. And then there's times you can go out fishing and you can catch nothing. You can fish all night long and catch, and catch absolutely nothing. And maybe you feel like you're in a season of life where you're throwing out nets and you're trying to fish and you're trying to do some things and trying to make moves and you're trying to advance and it seems like maybe nothing's, nothing's catching, nothing's sticking out, nothing, nothing's sticking that you're, that you're trying to make work. Verse four, at dawn, Jesus was staying on the beach, okay? So plot thickens. Jesus is on the beach. <clears throat> the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, I love this translation, it says fellas, and another translation it says kids. You, you guys caught no fish? Now those are fighting words to a fisherman. How, how many fish did you catch? Oh, nothing. Lame. You know, like that's, that's not good. I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine, I was like, how's work going? How, how, are, your, how are your sales? I was having coffee with a friend. I'm like, how, how are your sales this week? And they're like, good, man. Last week they were not good, but this week they're, the sales are the sales are going pretty good. Like <clears throat> if you've caught nothing and someone says, how's it going? That's pretty bad. That's, it's, that's, not, that's not what you're, you're there to catch fish, but you're catching nothing. And he says, hey boys, <clears throat> and they go, no, we, we haven't, we haven't, no, we, we haven't caught anything. Verse six, then he said, throw your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. Everybody say, get some. Get some, like in life, they're out there, they're fishing, and they're, 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 they caught nothing. And Jesus has the nerves to say to them, they don't know it's him, but this guy says, hey, just throw your nets on the other side. Now, they've, they've already moved, if you've ever fished before, you move, you move locations. They have fished this lake before. They have moved locations all night long. They feel like they probably think we've thrown nets everywhere, and Jesus has the nerve to say, hey, throw your net on the opposite side of the boat. And I'm sure they're thinking, who do you think you are? And I'm sure he's thinking, I'm glad you asked. I'm about to tell you who I, who I am. And he says, I, I, what, are you, what are you guys doing? Just throw your nets on the opposite side. And the Bible says they did. I don't know how long they deliberate there, how long they talked about it. They were in the process of, of cleaning out the nets and they were calling it, calling it quits. And they throw the net on the other side. And the Bible says this, <clears throat> there were so many fish in it. There were so many, there were so many, so many fish in it. And what I would say to you today, this, this, this pastor scripture preaches in so many different, so many different levels, but I would say to you today in here that there's, there's gonna come a season in your life where there's gonna be, there's gonna be so many fish in it. There's gonna become a season in your life where, you, where it feels like you were throwing the crucifixion, you were throwing a, throwing a, a grenade or a bomb and, and things are not going the way that you thought they could and things aren't adding up and the numbers aren't going and relationally it's not connecting and things aren't going really well and, and Jesus is gonna show up and you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna find him. He's gonna say, well, just, just, just tweak it a little bit. Just, just change, change this a little bit and, and you're gonna see some things that you've never ever seen, you've never ever seen before and the, the, nets, are gonna, the nets are gonna fill up they couldn't haul the net, and the Bible says that they threw out the net on the right-hand side of the boat. You'll get some. So they did it, and they couldn't haul the net in because there were so many fish in it. Verse 7, then the disciples that Jesus loved said to Peter, it's God. 
They, they have a moment in their life where when things, get, when things go from zero to incredible, you can only describe it as God. I have a picture in my house in my, in my, um, above, our, above our cabinets, and it says, it's, it says bless. And I was telling our group a few weeks ago, my Wednesday night group that I, that I go to, that I attend in my house, but that you can't really measure blessing. You, you can't really measure, the, the word bless is like, it's like you, you really can't put a, you, you can't really put a number. I had a friend of mine tell me, he's like, well, man, things are going good. I'm getting married and, you know, I got the job and we're, 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 making, we're making really good money and it's, my health is really, really good and my job's really good. And I said, that ain't, you can have all those things and not be blessed. You can have everything that you think matters in the world and still not be, be blessed. But they're like, it's God. <laughs> they're like, how else do you draw in this many fish? The Bible says here, let's keep on reading to you. Read it to you, but he says here, <clears throat> then Peter, crazy old Peter, crazy fisherman Peter, the Bible says this, when he heard that it was God, he put on his jacket. For he had been, he, he, he had taken his, his shirt off to, to work. He was fishing, he was hot out there. And he put his jacket on. Now, this, this sounds a little bit backwards, but this is how Peter is. Peter puts his jacket on and he jumps into the water and he heads to the shore. What is wrong with Peter? He's taking people's ears off. He's walked on water before. He puts his jacket on, and I don't know if what he's thinking, but maybe he thinks, I'm going to climb out of the boat. Maybe he's going to run on the water, and maybe he'd try that, and he sang really, really quick probably. He's like, oh, he, oh this isn't like, like, we're not going to do this again, Jesus. Like, that was a one and done thing. Like, I'm not going to be able to walk on the water. Like, I'm, now I'm soaking wet. Maybe that's why he put his jacket on. I don't know why he put his jacket on, but that, that, that to me is kind of funny he put it on. But he puts his jacket on, he jumps in, and he starts swimming. Imagine the weight he's carrying on this big, long jacket because back then it was cool for guys to wear like dresses. And so he's got this long jacket thing on. He's swimming, half drowned, and, and they were like, Peter, we, we could have rowed you in, bro. And the Bible says that they, they, they headed back to shore. They stayed in the boat. They pulled the, load, the net into the shore for they were only about 100 yards from the shore, 300 feet. That's a long way to swim. I was at Wakaiva Springs a, a, a few, uh, I think this summer, and and my son was, have you ever been to Okaiba Springs? You ever been there before? I don't like water that much, much less Arctic water. Like, how do they get Arctic water in Orlando? My son decided he was going to swim from the one side of the little cold body of water to the very end. And I realized, you know, I was like, you know what? I, you know, as bros, we don't really swim that good. That's a long way. And so I got a little bit panicky. And I'm like, I looked down and said, babe, he's not gonna, he's not gonna make it to the other side. So I, you know, I'm, and I, I got four kids, you guys. It's embarrassing going to water parks and going to things with four kids. Cause I mean, you look silly. You got like, you got floaties on your arm. You got more coolers. Like my, we, we take snacks nowadays. It's like for a week. I got snacks. I mean, and I start like, I'm walking, I'm watching them, but I'm like, I, and I, like, I love them, but I'm not jumping in the cold water. That's just where I'm at, Matt. I've got the floaties. I got all the stuff you're supposed to have. And I'm walking, you know, I'm, I'm pacing a little bit. And I realized he's not going to make it. He's just, he's not going to make it to the other side. And so I began to, I began to walk faster and faster. I've got my eyes on him, but I'm walking faster. I'm about to, I'm about to sprint because I'm, I'm going to have to get over there. I'm going to have to jump in and, and save him and but he makes eye contact. I'm trying to get him to make eye contact because I'm like, I don't want him, I want him to see me. Because <clears throat> I know if he can see me, I can say, hey, go to this side. He's trying to make it to the steps. But if you just make a little bit of a, a little bit of a turn, then you can, 
he can get to where he's supposed to go. So I'm like, hey, he finally sees me. I'm walking faster and faster and faster. I'm like, go to the side. And he, I'm watching the panic. He's taking the goggles off his eyes. And now he's off. He's holding the goggles and he's swimming now. And I eventually get to him. And I'm like, hey, I, I want you to go to the... I want you to go to the other side, like go to the right. And he finally goes to the right and I, I'm running. He gets there and he, his, man, by the time I get there, he gets there, he just, his hand just reached the edge. And, and I got there and I just put my hand on top of his hand. It kept him from going underneath. Dude, he, you know, and as you can imagine, he, he's, you know, he's, he's breathing, he's breathing deeply. And, but that day he was so glad he saw me. I think for, I think for a moment, Peter and the guys, they had that kind of moment, like, man, I'm so glad I'm so glad he's here. I'm so glad we can see God. And like, like he was gone, but now, guys, he's back. Peter had to get there. The guys jumped in. I want to finish the passage of scripture because if you can't preach 11 verses, something's wrong. The Bible says this, verse seven, the disciples Jesus loved said to Peter, that here he is, verse eight, the others stayed in the boat and they pulled the load net to the shore for they were only about 100 yards from the shore. Verse nine, when they got there, Jesus had already made breakfast for them. How many of you guys know that Jesus is probably the best cook in the world? The fish, they said this, they gathered, they found breakfast waiting for them. Fish were cooking over charcoal, charcoal fire and some bread. Verse 10, bring some of the fish that you just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and he dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish and, and, and yet the net hadn't even broken yet. Professional fishermen are used to breaking nets. But the Bible says this record, there was 150 large fishes. And my question I ask you with, I ask you to start off our talk today was, do you want to see God? They were so glad that day they saw God. That day that Judah, that trip was, was drowning, he was so glad he saw me. I was glad he saw me because I didn't want to get him. I'm like, hey, go to the other side. And so my question for you today is, do you want to see God? And if you do, you're in good hands because I got two points that will help you see God. And it ain't the points that's gonna save you. It ain't the points that's gonna help you see God. It's the Bible that's gonna help you see God. So I wrote down a couple things that you gotta know. If you look long enough, you will see God. They were there, they saw, they were on the boat, they were looking across the way, and they were like, man, I, I don't know who that is. I don't, I'm not sure who that is. I can't tell who that is, but they kept on looking, that they were fishing, they were looking and they were fishing and they were looking because they thought, who is this guy to tell us to throw the net on the other side? Like, he must be somebody. Have you ever been somewhere and you see a bunch of people with a bunch of cameras? You're like, man, he must, that must be somebody. It, I don't know who it is, but it must be, it must be somebody, but it was God. I want you to know today, if you look long enough, you will see God. Here, here, here's a good point about when you see God. If, here's what I know. If I see God, I'll know where I'm going. I, I, I've never got lost following God before. We get in the car. If you say right now, let's go to lunch after and I'll say, follow me, I will lose you. I'm not one of those guys that is nice to, I'm not nice to follow. I'm trying to get there. It's 2018, use your own GPS. Like you want to follow me, it's on you. If I run a red light, you got to run a red light. Like I'm gone. Like I'm going to where I want to go. I want to get there. I'm gone. I'm gone. If you're following God in here today, you'll, you'll always know where you're going. I mean, so many people, they don't know where they're going. Wonder why they don't know where they're going? Because they ain't following God. That's easy. Like, that ain't, that ain't, hard, to, that ain't hard to get that. Like, they're, oh, they're moving. They're going. They're making, they're making some sort of 
progress. They're making some sort of advances, but they, they have no idea where they're going. There's nothing more miserable than going somewhere but don't know where you're going. I remember the first time Matt tried to teach me to ski. It was the first time and it was the last time. <clears throat> but they gave me this little starter rope to help me get up and I got up, I got up the first time and he's like, man, that was awesome. He's like, let's try it again. Let's try it again. The second time I went to go, I didn't get up as good the next time. But I know this about wakeboarding because I wakeboarded before, but I know this, the, the goal is you'll never get up unless you hang on to the rope. <laughs> I just knew that. Well, I remember hearing the boat go, Voo, and I remember being in the water and just, and just drowning, and, and I'm just hanging on. And I'm just hoping this, because I, I didn't think you would lie to me, but you're like, man, just, just hold on. It's gonna, I'm going to pull you. You know, every coach is like, I'm going to pull you out of the water. The boat does all the work. Liars. <clears throat> I'm just, and I hear him like, he dumps the thing, and it's, you know, it's zero to 20, you know. And I hear it go, Voo. he goes, hey, bro. After I surface, he's like, hey, bro, if you don't, if for some reason you don't see yourself going up on the water, let go of the rope. I knew I was going, but I had no idea where I was going. I knew I, like, I was hoping I would go up, but I just, it, I wasn't going up. Like, I was just going. There's nothing worse than going somewhere, but don't, don't know where you're going. If you look long enough, you'll see God. But what's more important, I think this, this, is, this is good. When they got out of that boat, they, I mean, they saw that it was God. That was huge. But when they got out of the boat, they went up to him, they gave him a big hug. They're like, you know, doing that thing. If you have little kids, you know what that's like. At 4 a.m., 5 a.m., they come, hey, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know. mom, dad, are you awake? I, your finger's in my eyeball. Of, I, of course I am. If Dinah wakes up scared, she left, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it. But she, if she wakes up scared in the middle of the night, she'll reach over and, and check, make sure I'm there. And she'll go, are you good? I'm like, I, I was, but you woke me up. I'm, I'm, if, just in case you're, if, there, if my eyes are closed, I'm doing really good. If you're, if you're shaking me, you know, if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're doing that, I'm not good. <laughs> I don't like that. Like there's a reason why I sleep on an eighth of the bed over here on a king size bed. Like I'll, I want I want my eyes closed. I want to be sleeping. But dude, those guys got out of the boat. They saw that it was God. They ran up to him. They put an arm around. They're, they're hugging him. Man, it's Jesus. Because if you look long enough, you'll feel God. And, you know when people come here on a, on, on the week on a weekly basis, like man, I just felt something in there. What they felt was. What they felt was God. And that's what we want people to feel. Like, we want you to have a hug. We want to embrace you. We want to give you a high five to our team. Be like, I don't want, I want everyone that comes to get a, hey, how are you? We're glad you're here, our high five. We want everybody to get that. And if you didn't get that, you got to be the person out giving it to somebody. Like, we ought to, we ought to get, everybody to get a hug or, hey, high five. Man, I'm glad you're here, high five. Everybody ought to get that. They did a study on, 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 on some little, little babies and they, they, they basically studied whether or not touch affected the, the growth of a, of a child. And, and the child that was nurtured and, and taken care of and loved and, and you know, and, and touched, and that was, it was, it, it, it grew faster. It was, it was, it was more healthy. But the baby that didn't have the, the touch and, the, and the, all that going on, and they, they didn't have it. And I, I think that's why moms, I don't, I don't know about this, Tom, they didn't have this when you and I were, have, were parents or maybe some of you guys that have kids that are older. But nowadays they're doing this thing called skin to skin. I was cool with it. Like as a husband, I was cool with skin to skin. 
my wife, but what's weird is they're having these babies and, and now I see pictures of dads doing skin to skin with the baby. And if you did that, that's weird. I'm, for me, it's weird. Like we didn't, I didn't do that. Like we didn't, we didn't do that in the early 2000s. <laughs> we didn't have that back then. Like, like I'm pretty sure my dad didn't do skin to skin with me. Like that, that didn't, they didn't have that in the 80s like, or the 90s. And now dudes are like taking pictures and blankets over themselves. And <laughs> you know what they, what they know? You know what they know? <laughs> is that touch matters. Like there's a, there's a bonding moment. Like, and, you, and if you're me, you shouldn't make fun of people that do, like, Joe's gonna punch me in the park. I don't know if Joe did, but Joe, like, Joe will kill me in the parking lot. Like, I won't be preaching second service. Someone get the notes and just stand up here like, I don't know if he did or not, but like, you don't wanna make fun of guys like Joe that if he did that, cause he'll kill you, you know, like, Xbox or Golden Glove. Like, he's just gonna punch me. Yeah, he doesn't even care. Which is, can you be next to me when we go? Cause he's gonna punch me. And if you did it, if you did it, you can punch me because I'm going to punch you back. <clears throat> big, dudes, big dudes doing If big dudes do it, it's okay. Okay, can I, disclaimer? If you're a little guy like me, it's, you know, because what they, here's what they know. The baby, that's healthy for a baby to have that, that touch, that bonding. And, and what I want you to know, what you know, is it's important for you to feel God. They jumped out of that boat. They put their arms around. Man, I'm so glad you're here. Jesus, we love you, man. We miss you. Where have you been? I'm like, I was in the tomb, but I came out of the tomb, and now I'm here. Like, I've been looking for you guys, and I asked Thomas about it because he wanted to see the nail-pierced hands, and they're probably like, I cannot believe it's Jesus. It's Jesus right there, and they're having this whole entire moment. Hey, here's why it's important to feel God. <clears throat> if I can feel God, I won't have to look to the world for all the feels. There's this thing out right now, if you're older, you probably have never heard it, but this younger generation is like, oh, all, that gave me all the feels. That gave me all the feels. I'm like, what is that? I want God to give me the feel. I, like, I want to feel God. If, if you feel God, you won't need the world to give you all the feels. Like, you can I mean, just take that home if you like, oh, that gave me all the feels. Like, no, Jesus, if you feel God, you won't be looking for all the feels. You felt God. There's, there's no touch like the touch from God. You just, there's nothing beats that. Oh, that song does it for me. That outfit does it for me. Those shoes do. Those shoes gave me. You know, or oh, that picture. Oh, it was photoshopped. Like if you, if you feel God, you won't need all the feels. <clears throat> the feeling Jesus will give you will last until you get to heaven. The feeling. Jesus will give you will last until you get to heaven. Can I ask you a question? I start off with it. Do you want to? Do you want to see God? Do you want to feel God? If you do, He wants those. He wants that same thing. He, he's a reciprocal God. You ever, you ever given someone the cold shoulder before? They get there. You, know, you know what it's like if you've given someone the cold. If you've been married before, you've given someone the cold shoulder. You good? Yeah. <laughs> great freaking liar <laughs> I'm like you're not great <laughs> can you just tell me you're not great why do I have to read between the lines <clears throat> they give you that cold shoulder like ah, I don't Jesus is never going to give you the cold shoulder my friend when you see him and you feel him he's like man I'm so, 
And you say, God, man, God, I miss you. And I'm so glad I, he's like, I, I missed you too. I missed you too. A good question to ask yourself in life this week is when you're going through something, is just ask yourself the question, God, are you, God, are you in this? Hey, God, are you, are you in this, God? Are you, are you, are you in this? Those guys, they knew that Jesus was in those fish. They knew. They just knew they can just, like only God could deliver this many fish. They're like, oh, that's God. They kept looking, they kept looking. They found him and they felt him. I want more than anything for you and I today to be able to find God and to be able to feel him. Hey, guys, and I don't want you, and it's important for me as your friend, as your pastor, I don't want, I don't want you to wait till Sunday to be able to find him and to feel him. This book right here, where I just taught you from, like, that's, you can feel them and you can find them. It's in this book. If you read this book for transformation and not just information, you will experience them in ways that you'll never ever experience them. If it's just an information book, it'll just be an information book. You'll just get knowledge. But if it's a transformation book, and the reason why it can be transformation, because this Bible says that in the beginning was God, in the beginning was his word, and he was the word. And so this is God. This is God in, in, in the physical flesh in his word right here today. Here he is. He wants you to feel him and he wants you to see him. That's why he came. If he didn't want you to see him, if he didn't want you to feel him, he would have, after the resurrection, he would have rolled the tomb and rolled away. He would have went straight to heaven. But he didn't. He went and showed himself over and over and over again for 40 days because he wanted the guys to feel him one last time, to be able to see him one last time, for them to know that he actually was God. He wasn't just Jesus, but he also was God.